I just like that train sound effect. Good, good segue from Pierre, right? Morning, Brian. Good morning, sir. Free for All Friday. I'm David Ayers, and we have got some very talented people on the show today. It's, it's going to be the most free for all of all this week, a, I think. It's the biggest crowd I think we've ever had mm-hmm. on Free for All. Jay Shear, we blame that all on you that we're over capacity for the fire marshal in here today <laughs> in the studio. It's okay. I'll accept responsibility. <laughs> you know, soon. go ahead. Anyway, we're going to introduce everybody. But <laughs> set up the show here is there we have so much arts and entertainment and things going on and there's different clubs and groups and associations and organizations and things and i was confused it kind of hit me at the turtle unleashing at the intercoastal (laughs) bank and i see everybody that's in the studio and you know and it's like uh so where is it what does this all fit under an umbrella then i hear there's a new organization popping up united we art and then what happened to pcaf and what about and everything else so with that i asked john or does john i asked jay to help me get together the key people of the community and the arts business and let's make it simple for all of us the fan of the arts to come and support and see shows and do all that how do we know what's going on so jay take it from there well first of all thank you very much for the opportunity to be here today and you can call me john if you want it makes no difference to me <laughs> well there is a john there, over there, there is yeah. john here we're going to get to that here in just a moment so again first thank you for the opportunity it, i think it's important for us to have this discussion and when you first reached out with that level of confusion, I get it, right? I totally get it. So we're here to, to try to answer those questions to the best of our ability. But why don't we start with some introductions? Why don't we kick it all the way over here to the side with Amelia? You want to start us off and then we'll just move. Yeah, so, so listen, because the listeners can't see. So listen to the voices when they introduce, so that way you know who's talking a lot. So Amelia. Hi, I'm Amelia Fulmer, and I am the director of the Fitzgerald Performing Arts Center at Flagler Auditorium. Can we call it the Fitz now? Is that that disrespectful? No, actually, they call the men in the Fitzgerald family the Fitz. Oh, okay. All right, cool. At the Fitz. All right. All right, next. Uh, John Spordone, City Repertory Theater Artistic Director. Very good. And... Jerry Berry, I am president of Flagler Playhouse. The one that just burnt down. Yes. Mm, we'll talk about that. The one that just that. burnt down. I know. We're going to talk about that. Okay. <laughs> Nancy Crouch, former executive director of the Palm Coast Arts Foundation and now co-chair with Jay of the Flagler County Cultural Council. Okay. And Brian McMillan. Brian McMillan, art, arts fan. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm a fan <laughs> of all these things. All right. Well, f- let's first of all, Jerry, let's start with you, because everybody knows that the playhouse had burnt down. And I know it's it's a horrible thing. I think it's going to turn out to be a good thing. I really do. And I think you're going to have a world class um, playhouse. And um, you know, it's, what do you think? I know you're still sad about it and shocked, but um, lots of tears, lots of grief. But, um, you know, there's a time to do that. And then you the next morning, you put a smile on your face and you move on and you make plans and been so, so blessed and fortunate for the community outpouring of support and wanting to help. And, you know, people sitting right here in this room have already done that for us. So I feel very blessed that and I totally agree we will come out of this bigger and better better it's just going to take us a while Mm -hmm. but in the interim we have plans to keep pursuing our performances because you were ready to do a play right 
Yes. Where? The, the play that goes wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that, explain that. That's the name of the play. That is actually the name of the play. And that was, um, we were in the middle of Tech Week, which is that... Um, Really stressful week before an audience comes on, but the cast and crew were so ready to go on to perform that. And it's a comedy where um, the set falls apart, the props break. It, it, it's just a it's it's a really funny show, but um, it, it ended up not not being so funny. But one of the things that we hope to do is that would be our first first play that we do in a new facility, and it you know the play that goes wrong right. So Well, isn't there a place <laughs> you could put it on here in Flagler County um, in the meantime? I think we're going to hold that one. Uh, that one is very set dependent, and we have to have a lot of space and a lot of time to prepare and to perform and rehearse with that particular set. Uh, the other ones are not as set dependent, so we are going to be um, carrying forth with the rest of the season um, in different locations. Okay. All right. Well, let's let's if if we can continue that that thread there because I think it's important to talk about what next steps look like and talk if you could maybe specifically about what you've seen from a community outreach perspective, community coming together because I have definitely seen it. I've heard it. There's a lot of love for what you do and for what the Playhouse represented. So so talk about that. Who's doing what? Who has stepped up? What you've seen? And let's talk about what next steps look like. Well, as far as community members stepping up, I was involved in the Playhouse when it's always been the Playhouse. I really, until this happened, did not have an appreciation or realize the impact um, that that particular building holds for some of the community as far as the people who identify that as their home church with marriages and baptisms, that type thing. And so we really have such a community support to keep that memory alive as the church. Can we we Um, pause for one second there? So you you were talking about the Playhouse, but Mm -hmm. it used to be a Baptist church, right? Going back to around... 1950-something, yes, right? absolutely. So that's what you mean when all these people had this tie to it, even before it was a playhouse. I saw I saw that on some of the social media comments, same thing. Yes. So it kind of adds this extra gravitas to the that, that you know, the tragedy of the, the you know, the fire. So, um, but yeah, keep, oh, keep absolutely. going. Oh, absolutely. And people are willing to, they want to help in so many ways, and we're just not sure what that looks like yet. However... Um, on the production and um, people sitting right here in this room. And I, I, I get emotional thinking of it because it's so overwhelming, the support that the arts community actually provides one another. So um, the Fitz is um, taking over our, um, basically they become our box office and contacting all our patrons for the play that goes wrong and have been so gracious in offering complimentary tickets for their upcoming production of the ABBA performance. And uh, we have had patrons that are willing and wanting to go to that as well. So that is just one way that they're helping to support us, which was a huge 
a burden for us not to have to call those people directly yet. Of course, we will reach out to everyone and have been in the works of doing that. But that was just one wonderful way. And they're donating money to help us with um, continuing our plays in other facilities for custodial fees at the local high school. And then John Spardone of CRT is donating proceeds for one weekend of his holiday show coming up. And those are just just small things. Athens Theater is offering a night in December where the proceeds for that particular show go to Flagler Playhouse. So that's just some of our arts community. John uh, Spardone here. Great guy. You've been in this community a long time. You yourself are a professional performer, right? No. <laughs> well, I know you're not a professional golfer, but I wasn't sure. Oh, 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 oh man! Oh, ouch! No, I got. The, the, what is the different? The City Repertory Theater. You guys put on some really great shows, and, and a lot of people you, you're tucked away. It's not a highly visible place. So, tell me about what makes the City Repertory Theater maybe different from the Playhouse. Well, I think City Repertory Theater uh, was founded to do alternate shows something that might not be in the mainstream for uh, theater. Uh, Diane Ellerson and I were at Flagle Playhouse. We, in fact, bought that church back in 2006. Uh, but CRT has created shows for the Holocaust. We've created shows for um, a language of abuse. We do things that are different, and we're very happy with that niche in our community. Yeah, I read, this is from your website here, which I thought was oh, kind my, of interesting. It good. says, uh, you, it say? unique and thought, here, do you want to read it? <laughs> read it with passion. No. <laughs> All right. Unique and thought-provoking theatrical experiences. As the sole theater of its kind of Northeast Florida, CRT, not critical race theory, the city repertory theater. They stole your letters, by the way. Refreshing <laughs> departure from the usual and predictable by striving to present a diverse range of entertainment, presenting captivating plays and programs that challenge the intellect and ignite the soul. So with that, I would think that the actors that would come to want to perform for you would be of a different set, maybe, that would come for more traditional? Or do they, do actors bounce back and forth between us? Uh, uh, we have some bounce back, but most of our uh, actors are... We try to choose shows that will stretch their abilities. We consider the process of, uh, of the art as important as the product. For instance, in March, we are doing a completely unique show called Vinegar Tom. What? Vinegar Tom. It's about 18th century witches in Britain and contemporary witches. Here's the kick. We compose the music for the show. So we're working on it now, and we're not quite sure if we're going for doo-wop <laughs> or Eurotech music. So it's a, it's a completely experimental show that is, uh, has a feminist base to it, uh, and... So, We're you know, different. so you're, yeah, because a lot of like, you know, a, a lot of it's like William Morris, you know, you take the scripts off the shelf and you pay the royalties and you do them and just like awesome stuff because you got to pay royalties for yeah, for those. Right. Do you have to pay royalties for these? Would you create them? Absolutely. And as Jerry could tell you, they're going up and yeah. up really? and up. And up. Yeah. yeah, sure. We, uh, for instance, what is it? Uh, yeah. Give me a what is it? What's it cost you to do a a typical play here. Okay, What's... now we are, we're a 50-seat theater, mm -hmm. and they make the judgments on musicals on how many seats. Ah, okay. So uh, a show like uh, I Love You, You're Perfect, Now Change, 
which we ran for three weekends, cost us, get this, $2,400 for three weekends, nine performances. Now, with a 50-seat theater, you can imagine how, if we're not working with donations, how that box office can just barely keep up with the cost of production. Okay. Amelia, you have the uh, the Fitz, which is the, the big dog here in town at the uh, Palm Coast High School. What, 1,200 seats or something? We have um, 1,000 seats. 1,000 seats. I mean, what a beautiful, you know, and, and every time we talk about people that live here in Palm Coast, have been here a while, they still don't know what a great performing arts center the Fitzgerald is because they think of it as a gymnasium or whatever. So Well, they see... They see it in the high school parking lot with go Bulldogs on the fence. So they kind of think it's just a high school auditorium. Yeah. But we are so much more. Uh, we are a performing arts center. We've been here for 32 years. But we are very unique in that it's a way for the community to support arts education, which, you know, every person in this room benefits from arts education. A thousand seats. From, here's John with 50, a more intimate type of a environment which is great the the playhouse 150 seats at the playhouse 150 well there were well, yeah okay <laughs> and it will be again but is that the right amount of seats john you like 50 seats for the crt sure uh it's very intimate we're yeah, up close and first yeah. personal mm -hmm. so uh that makes it a very unique experience uh we are often in the audience's laps and <laughs> people who love that keep coming back mm -hmm. So, so how many shows do you have, Amelia? Because what I'm kind of getting to here is we have all these performances and shows and seats to fill. And I'm going to have to tell us how many you have. And then my, the question is going to be, do we have enough or do we need more? Because there's talk of building a super nice uh, amphitheater or performing arts center or something like that. So go ahead, Amelia, with how many shows do we have at the FITS? Well, we have about 18 professional touring shows, but keep in mind that we 70% of what we do are arts education. So we have over 100 events a year that actually happen on the stage from our performing groups and our community rentals. With the cost going up, what is the price points here of this community? Because, you know, you see like Taylor Swift, uh, you know. Six thousand dollars for, or even more than that, in the secondary markets and and that type of a thing. Um, and and let's go back to want to find out about about the PCAF here. So let's talk about that. What happened to the PCAF anyway? I thought this was going to build this awesome turning audience and big, and a lot of people were all hyped up about it, donated money to it. And, Simply put, COVID. Yeah. So I we mean, so so the property you have right now. Belongs to the city. Uh, okay, and the stage, the concrete. Now it's turned over to the city. Oh, the city owns all that. To continue using it as a cultural arts performance space. Okay, mm -hmm. all right. So basically... So they are looking into putting a roof over that stage right now. Like a hard roof or a tent? Uh, no, a hard roof. Oh, okay. All right. Head tents. They were right. kind of <laughs> blown away. <laughs> yeah, you had COVID and then you had a hurricane, right? Okay. You know, when you... But the bathrooms are awesome. When, exactly. <laughs> Thank you, City. Great storage space, too. <laughs> Great storage That's right. space, too. Um, you, you know, when your bottom line relies so much on your event revenue, and you can't have events for two years plus, I mean, it's happened to a lot of us mm -hmm. around this table here, um, you have to make some dis hard decisions. So, yeah. basically, 
um, PCAF went broke and out of business and dissolved, and now we have United We Art, Correct. which just well, launched. I was right? part of that original group. In fact, I coined that phrase, <laughs> United We Art, um, when we were trying to work with the city on developing the arts district for town center. Mm-hmm. That was the plan. Amelia, you can probably talk more on that because you're now you now sit on that board. Yes. Um, okay. Yeah. Explain. So I'm, I'm, a, mem- <clears throat> so I'm a member of that board be solely because we are part of the arts district, mm-hmm. and we want to make sure that we're continually thought of is because we're at the school that the auditorium and the Fitzgerald Performing Arts Center is part of that arts district. Town Center. Um, they have a new executive director there, Lisa Love, who is working feverishly on our, on the website and putting together the, our mission and our statement, and so. I would love for you to uh, speak with her so she can give you a little bit more idea of what United We Arts uh, goals are. And, and by the way, Lisa did want to be here today. She was invited. She wanted to be here. She's actually participating in an art event this weekend out of town. Otherwise, she would have been sitting here with us. Okay. So can I, can, for a little bit of clarification, so we're talking, about a, we're talking about a board. I've heard, and I know there's the cultural council, the Flagler County Cultural Council. Is that the same as the board you're talking about, or is it a different board? No. And And where does United We Art fit into those entities? Think of it this way. United We Art is an organization, just as City Rep is an organization. So the LAA, the local arts agency, would be FC3, and I'll let FC3 talk to that, but <laughs> they're our agent. Think of it that okay. way. You know, right. we're, all, we're all artists, and they're our agents. They're our agency. So think of it maybe that way. I'll let them explain. Yeah. John is trying to get a word in here. Go ahead, buddy. Take it. Yeah, I think you asked an important question about are there enough performance spaces in the county? And I, after being here for 20 years, uh, the answer to that is absolutely not. Uh, although there are high school auditoriums, they don't necessarily fulfill the, uh, the needs of the performance community. You have the beautiful uh, stage at the Fitz. Uh, You have a small intimate space here. We've now lost the Flagler Playhouse for a couple of years. There's nothing else. Putting a permanent roof on the space at Town Center becomes extraordinarily important so that you'll have a space for what PCAF, very famous for bringing in the Jacksonville Symphony, we started a, a project that we, we couldn't finish because of the hurricanes, uh, Shakespeare in the Park, which was a, becoming a, a major attraction outdoors at that space. But there are no other spaces. I remember when we were looking to buy uh, the church in Benel, looking at scores and scores and scores of spaces in the area, and just nothing suited the bill. Okay. All right. So the... And what I'm trying to, for our audience listening right here, I'm trying to get it to where, all right, where the hell can I go to and see what shows are coming up when and how much are the tickets? Can I buy the tickets online and, and all that? We're a collective place. So when I hear about, about other committees and organizations and, you know, like I say, there's never been a, mon- this isn't my quote, but there's never been a monument built for a committee. And the confusion of the different committees, I think, you know, if it could be under one roof, one place to go for Flagler County Arts, where I can click and I can see what's going on with the Playhouse, with the CRT, with the auditorium, and even us, like with our, you know, Pomco Songwriters Festival that we do. I mean, and we have another concert, you know, coming up for, with um, at the 
at the uh, Palm Coast Amphitheater at Daytona State College, which is another venue, which is, you know, really nice. So that's what I'm looking for. Is there a common one place to go to to know all these things? Well, that's a, that's a great question. So to be able to answer that question and really speak to what the what the Flagler County Cultural Council is being the local arts agency and what that means to all of us. Let me turn the mic over to my co-chair, Nancy Crouch. It's always about the money. Nancy Crouch. All right. Um, Being the local arts agency, basically, we can attract bigger funds from outside our community. Um, It's going to serve as as what people would think of as a real arts council. Um, So we will be like um, an umbrella organization over all the other organizations and help find funding, grant funding, scholarship funding, all all kinds of funding. So um, that's kind of like what our goal is. And that's United We Art? No, that's Flagler County Cultural (laughs) Council. That's for the whole county. United We Art is site-specific. Just just to clarify, the FC3 is now, they have been designated by the county to be the official local arts agency. And, that, and that's a big deal. Yes. Um, and that means they can ask for money from the Division of Arts and Cultural Affairs for their own grants mm-hmm. that can be dispersed to all of us. But the reality is we need more members. You know, if I say you're an agent, an agent's nothing without their talent. So, so what what is FC3? We're going to find out because, uh, Jay, I see you wearing, not today, but I've seen you wear a shirt that says FC3. Th- oh, there you go, like that. Because we did a thing at the Creekside Festival with a photography contest right. and everything. Yeah, Nancy does such a good job of wearing the uh, the gear, right? <laughs> <laughs> so so right. I appreciate that. But yeah, so let's, you know, just to, let me reiterate a, a couple of points that have already been made. First, and, and Nancy did state this, but I, I don't want this to go unnoticed. FC3 really acts, it is an umbrella organization, if you will, right? It is an organization that supports the arts, culture, and history within Flagler County. So yes, FC3 was designated as the official local arts agency, which is an LAA. Counties across Florida have local arts agencies. And what that does enable us to do is to be able to secure grants, state and federal grants, that can then be disseminated to all of these different organizations to help support them, to help grow them, to help highlight what's going on in the community, and to drive greater engagement for arts, history, and culture. So you asked, okay, where can we go to get all the information? So we just recently, we being FC3, just recently launched launched our website that's part of our strategic plan, part of what we've been building, that becomes a catch-all, if you will, for what is going on. We've got an online live calendar where each of the different organizations, uh, whether it's a local artist, whether it is a art gallery, a theater, the FITS, you name it, where they can actually upload their information so somebody can go to that website and find out what's happening, where, when, etc. Now, that doesn't mean that the individual organizations wouldn't be handling their own marketing and also have their own website or their own social presence. Of course they will. That makes sense. But we wanted to figure out a way that we could highlight and shine a spotlight on some of these organizations that that may have a more difficult time 
getting the bandwidth to get the word out there. So that is where we come into play. We're there to support, to help, to encourage, and to help grow arts history and culture here so in Flagler. John Sabone with the uh, um, with the City Repertory Theater. Is that of help to you, what Jay was just talking about? Oh, absolutely. Uh, to have a central distribution point, an umbrella, is extraordinarily important. I mean, uh, Brian does a great job supporting the arts through the paper. Uh, Flag Alive helps a great deal in supporting the arts. But if you need a place to go to find out what's happening, once this becomes the place, then we're all going to benefit. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So yeah. what? what is, hold on. i got to take a break here. we got to... We're capitalists. We do this for money, you know. Oh, I'm leaving. Just like Brian, he's turned capitalist, bought the newspaper. Haley McMillan out there in the uh, lobby with us here in the studio this morning. We've got Jay Shear. We've got Jerry Berry, Amelia Fulmer, Nancy Krause, John Spordone, and uh, Brian McMillan. And we'll be right back after this. It's lumpy. It's bumpy. And your driveway is dumpy. Call R.D. and Sons Paving. They've been paving since 1959. Driveways, walkways, stone and gravel. Repairs, too. They beat competitor prices. R.D. and Sons Paving. 386-302-3406. It's new. The Palm Coast Report. Your number one source for all local news, all in one place. Palm Coast Report. Local news you can trust. Truth meter verified. Follow on Facebook or online at palmcoastreport.com. Hi folks, Bill Gallagher with SolarFit here. Have you ever thought about utilizing solar power for your home or business? Well, there's never been a better time to plug into the sun and stop renting electricity. How would you like to let your roof start paying you each month? Give us a call at 445-7606. That's 445-7606. Or visit us at SolarFit.com and set yourself free. SolarFit your life and set yourself free with the sun's free energy. So you're ready to list it? We're ready to sell it. This is Sam Perkovich, broker owner of Parkside Realty Group. Stop by our office in Town Center or call us at 302-0300. Visit us online at parksiderealtygroup.net. You know what I like about people who drive Mercedes? They have an appreciation for quality. Hi, I'm Andy from Autohouse of Palm Coast. If it has anything to do with Mercedes-Benz, we can do it. From maintenance and basic services to major repairs. If you or somebody you know owns a Mercedes-Benz, I would love for you to be my customer. I'm Andy. I'm in the Hardgrove Lane Industrial Park. You'll find me. Everybody else has. Or call me anytime. 585-4785. Auto House, Palm Coast. 9.36, Free For All Friday. I'm David Ayers. A lot of our friends from the arts community here in the studio. Amelia Earhart. Amelia Earhart. She's Amelia Fulmer. <laughs> oh, she going to fly away now. Why don't say that? We, we found her. I bet we that, found yeah. her. I yes, bet that's right. not the first time that's happened. Yeah. I don't know where that uh, came mom, from. My mom was a fan. That's how I became Amelia. Oh, really? <laughs> okay. That's cool. I didn't know. All right. John Spordone with the City Repertory Theater is in the studio here today. Yeah. We just heard her on uh, on the ad. Happy birthday, Sam. That's right. Oh, okay, yes, yeah. Sam Pergovich, happy birthday to you. Jerry Berry with us here also from the uh, Flagler Playhouse. And transition, we'll go with that on it. And, um, and then also we do have Nancy Crouch. With the, you're part of the new United We Art. Flagler County Cultural Council. Oh, the Cultural Council. See, gosh, you're not part of the United We Art, right? Is is there a competition between these different arts? It seems like there used to be. United We Art is about the city. 
Oh, okay. It's the city of Palm Coast and their endeavors. And the, the town center. Yes. Okay, so so that is strictly arts district. to build up the arts district in town center, right. which yes. would be of no help to John, who's not in no. that area, right? Well, I wouldn't. I, I, I mean, John, you can answer that question. <laughs> I would tell you that, uh, of course, it helps. Any Anytime there's a focus and effort made on the arts and what is happening culturally in Flagler County, it benefits Everyone. It certainly does. Um, uh, PCAF and, and CRT were very closely related in terms of performances, and we did many performances at Town Center. Uh, and okay. we hope to continue that with the new uh, regime. So everybody pretty much gets along with your different, you, you coordinate mm-hmm. when shows you're going to do this, you're going to do that, or... And okay, all right. So that's good. I, I love hearing that. You know. And okay. So, Jay, you were saying that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So let me let me just jump in because there's something that I wanted to to point out regarding the Fitzgerald Performing Arts Center that Amelia didn't necessarily say, but it's also important from a, a community perspective. You know that that Performing Arts Center is a teaching Performing Arts Center. So not only do they have shows there, but talk very briefly about the importance of that and how that benefits this community and everyone that lives within it. We like to say that we are the ultimate classroom for the arts. Hmm. And we have 32 years of students who have left here and they're working in the arts all over the world. And it would be a lot of them are successful because of City Rep, of Flagler Playhouse, they go, when they get out of high school, they're college kids here. They go in the evenings while they're in high school and they perform in these community theaters because they're performance art theaters versus, you know, we present shows and then we do, we perform, we have performance art with the high school kids only. What that means, they put their own shows together. So the community that, that has been put together with City Rep and Flagler Playhouse over the years is the whole reason that we do it. Mm-hmm. You know, and so when somebody makes a pot in Bunnell Elementary, they make a ceramic pot that helps them when they make a turtle years later. So it's it's like a, a life cycle. But we are very excited about telling everyone as much as we can that we are training students to be future stagehands, performers, artists, dancers. So I this is my passion. So I'm going to give the microphone up because I'll be here all all morning. Well, all morning. Uh, let me uh, here the uh, I looked up what is the definition of art because everybody seems to have a little bit. But here's what it says here: the expression, and you touched on a lot of those, Amelia. The expression or application of human creative skill and imagination, typically in a visual form such as painting or sculpture, or producing works to be appreciated primarily for their beauty or emotional power like the art of the renaissance so the, david you're doing art right now i am yes you are what did i do <laughs> because the creation of these radio shows you yourself are an artist well gee whiz thanks we have arts related, <laughs> we have arts related businesses all over the community and we uh-huh. need to kind of don't put our eyes around the arts are for someone else. Arts are for everyone. Without art, your your car, your iPhone, anything yeah. would look totally different. Everything you see is art. Everything. Mm-hmm. So the word emotion, I think, is is it because there's emotion into invest. You know, and and I think you're right. You know, I'm talking about it, Brian. Kind of think of this because you got kids in school. The opportunity for somebody to try out for something to go, and one thing leads to another, to another, to another. Like you say, they might want to think, no, I don't want to be an actor. I just, I'd like to run a spotlight or something. 
But then next thing you know, they think, hmm, maybe I could uh, act. Or So I think, I think that is awesome what you just said about the, uh, the Fitzgerald Performing Arts Center and how we're, we're lucky in a small community like we have to be able to offer that to kids. Yeah, we, we truly are. That is a gift to this community. And, you know, talking about art and what art means, you know, I would love to hear from Brian. What it, when you think of art, what first comes to mind? I mean, you're a, you're a deep thinker. You and I have had some conversations. <laughs> and I want to hear what art means. That's to right. You. You're an artist too, Brian. Boy. You're a co-host. Well, too. when you said, what is the definition of art? I was like, okay, there's been books and books and books written to try to answer that question. I mean, I think what Nancy said is is kind of true. Like, it's everything you see around you. Like, if you're, a, I was just looking around behind Nancy at like mm-hmm. the curtains or anything. Right. Somebody put some effort into making those look aesthetically pleasing, and um, I think that that is what makes the world. You know, it's what makes the world a good place to be in because it it it's pleasing to the eye. And I think everybody has different opinion of what's pleasing, um, but I think that. Um, I think that communicating emotion is really what what it comes down to. And if I say that I'm trying to communicate, you know, something to you with my, you know, my my expression, then yeah, it it, it is art. Um, but I, to, art to me is is, um, and I know there's a lot of people with this kind of sensibility where it feels like that's really what is um, th- that's what makes life enjoyable. And so having art available in the community, um, it's like, it's, it's sort of, it's an escape. Yes, but it also can challenge you. And it's just, there's, there's no real rules and limitations on it. Um, and so I think that, you know, exploring these kind of possibilities is what these venues are all about. And, um, I, I forget who told me this. I think it was Jack Nieberlein, the, uh, art, the lighting director at the auditorium. It's like, people don't go to a community and say, you know what I love about that community, that factory down the road even though that's what's paying bills, but people say, you know, that, that playhouse, you know, that's what gives a community character a lot of times. And so I think what we're doing here um, is, is so important for the quality of life in the community. And so, yeah. Mm -hmm. And the community responds. I imagine you all do well in selling tickets, right? I mean, some shows sell better than others. What is the, how do you, when you go about picking meal you've got a lot to choose from we kind of talk about it once in a while like oh do we you know how what do we target because we always want younger people involved into it and as we age out even in the audience i would imagine like people that you know they lived or retired 10 20 years ago they they pass on and are we are we are we really how do you reach the younger people to come and fill those seats i guess is what i'm asking so yeah, I think you have you. to be Program. realistic about your audience and where they are in life. I mean, a lot of times they can't get out. They're working hard. Kid, they got kids. So at our place, we have two audiences. We have parents and students. And then we have the senior citizens that come in for shows. Um, that is changing a little bit. We're starting to get a little bit of crossover. Mm-hmm. But I think you have to be realistic about where your audiences are and you know the money they have to spend and the time. I will say we are doing a Disney uh, tribute band on uh, December 29th because we know everybody with kids is off because it's a you know New Year's New Year's weekend and we got a big Disney tribute band and we're going to have five dollar tickets for kids. Mm. So we're trying to we're trying to do some new things <laughs> to bring kids in, but you know typically you have to consider where your audiences are coming from. John Sport, you're squirming in your seat. <laughs> what, what's that all about? 
Well, uh, <laughs> entertainment and art uh, and commerce are important, but there are, art is also probing, trying to find new ways of seeing things. And your most exquisite artists are those who who look at the world and see it differently than we do. And then in their presentations, in their, in their paintings, in their uh, ceramics, in their theater, in their dance, open new vistas for us. They let us see things differently. And I think that's one of the most important functions of art. Mm-hmm. Uh, and bringing young audiences in for Disney is terrific. But... Uh, maybe having those audiences, those kids, see something they've never seen before and go, mm-hmm. and there's that, that awestruck moment is an important function of art. Well, I would imagine you know. the Disney uh, one, they've got kid performers, right? There's going to be children on stage. Actually, no, it's a rock and roll band. It's oh, it the is? ultimate Disney tribute band. What can you do? What it's can we awesome, say? It's an awesome group. It's going to be group. fun. Okay, it's right. going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we'll, but, you we'll, know, we'll talk about that. Monday night, we have over 200 students playing violin. That, mm-hmm. to me, is amazing. And then two days later, we have the band for the Pops concert. We'll have over 100 kids. And those kids are not on their phone. Those kids are focused. They are working together. They are the good news of Flagler County. And I wish I could wear a camera on my lapel to run it up, run it through this community all the time. What's so- the difference between a violin and a fiddle, Amelia? The way you play it. Yeah. Oh, I That's like that true. response. That is That's true. perfect. Yeah. So, so, you know, David, just to kind of uh, uh, bolt on to what you were asking in terms of, of, you know, who's going to the shows and all that kind of, of good stuff. You know, I look at like what you do here at the radio station, right? You look at your demographic, right? You're trying to understand who's plugging in, who's listening, right? Who, what shows do we need to bring in to attract the right kind of audience, right? It's the same thing that we all deal with as well when it comes to shows. I can tell you with the auditorium as an example, when the board meets and we're talking about upcoming shows, we are thinking about, okay, who is going to resonate with this show, right? How are we going to fill the seats? And yes, we do want to bring in a wide audience, right? So we're focused on looking at shows that are going to drive traffic to a younger audience that might be a very different demographic. We're constantly getting feedback. We are we're maximizing social media to find out where we're getting the responses. What do people want to see? And we take that very seriously. We have to listen to what the audience is asking for and then where in a position to deliver that okay brian then we have to take a break yeah i think one of the one of the most important things that this group is doing in the cultural council and supporting all the the arts is that they they do create a um they're, they're a benefit to the community for this kind of reason like you could be at home watching something on tv um and you have a you have a certain experience with the art there but if you are in a theater with a thousand people or 50 people and everybody laughs at the same time, there's a certain kind of magic there that is part of what a community is all about. Like you're having this shared experience with a lot of other people at the same time. Um, That's why like sometimes people compare like a movie theater to being in a cathedral, like in a church, you know, you're, you're sort of having the shared somehow almost like otherworldly experience with, with art you're Mm -hmm. connecting with, this fictionalized thing that's on the stage, but yet we're all bought in. We're all, we're all bought into it together. And, um, 
that's why I think these, no, that's a good point. That's why I think these shows are so important in the community. Yeah, because when you're, you got me thinking here about because when you go to a movie and it's funny and you're and the whole theater is laughing, it's a lot different than sitting at home on TV by yourself. You yeah. probably won't laugh out loud, would be my guess on it. But like, it's okay to like you say, it's like a human. Um, kind of a synchronization of energy and emotion and stuff like that. Or being scared, you know? When you go to a scary when you, a scary movie or something and everybody jumps at the same time and, mm-hmm. and all that. So, yeah, so there's sitting at home fun, watching these. There's something very fundamental about our human need to, like, connect with people that happens in the arts because of that, I think. All right, very good. we got to take a break. We'll be back. Uh, let's see. We've got a Veterans Parade tomorrow in Bunnell. Lacey Martin out there going to come in. She kind of helped put it all together, so she's going to give us a quick insight to that. We'll be back on Free for All Friday, Arts in Flagler County. and well-respected law firm in Florida is now in Palm Coast. Time is money, your money. When you're injured in a car crash or accident, call us first. I'm Josh Woolsey. Offices Jacksonville and now Palm Coast. WoolseyMorecom.com. Is your kitchen overdue for a redo? Bella Costa Cabinetry is the area's number one craft made dealer. We are local, family owned, and serving Flagler County and surrounding areas for over 15 years. We walk you through every step from design to installation so your finished project is 100% you. Whether a new home or remodel, we can do anything with craft made cabinetry. While the kitchen is the heart of the home, cabinets are not just for the kitchen. Visit our website at bellacostacabinetry.com, come into our showroom, or give us a call 437 1915. It's lumpy. It's lumpy. So I wanted to come back to Palm Coast where I live, and they gave me the opportunity to work with them. What we're trying to do is really help provide more efficiency in how government officials are being able to see their data and so that they can also improve the type of um, decision making. Nine fifty one free for all Friday. Jay Shear in the house over there. We got Nancy Crouch, got Brian McMillan, Jerry Berry. That's a real name, Jerry Berry, right? It it, it is. No. She got married. I, I married it. Yeah. All right, I love it. <laughs> John Sparbone with the uh, the TRC with the. Uh, C-R-C. 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 You know, there's so many acronyms no. for all these clubs. The, the, what is it? The, FC3. Yeah, the FC3 and all that kind of stuff. But now we've simplified a million's job at the uh, at the Fitzgerald. That's right. At the Fitz. And uh, anyway, so good to have all you here today. Hey, um, for the first time in a long time, Bunnell's having a Veterans Day parade. Congressman Mike Waltz is going to be here. He was on our show last week. He said he was looking forward to coming and speaking to everybody. Lacey Martin, who does a lot of things. And also, she's one of our employees on Kicks Country. She's the... Uh, the, uh, the the girl that keeps the country music going on the weekends. And um, and thank you for all the work you've done on uh, putting this parade together. So tell us what's going on and when. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, um, Lacey Martin. Um, this Veterans Day Parade is kind of the first in a long time. We can't really pinpoint the last time it happened. It's been several years, like several, maybe decades even. Um, yeah, so we're really excited. Um, I've been working with the city of Bunnell Police Chief, David Brannon, and we have been coordinating this from just, I mean, literally a thought on one random night, and he said, let's make this happen, and we've worked tirelessly to 
get all of the veterans that we possibly can to come out and participate in this parade. As of um, earlier this morning, we have over 300 participants in the parade and about 500 on Facebook that have said they're interested. So hopefully more will show up. Um, a lot of people don't even check Facebook for that kind of stuff, but it starts at 10 a.m. The road is shutting down at 9 a.m. That's um, on East Moody Boulevard. Um, there are detours. You can take US-1 to get to those side streets. You can park anywhere. Um, you will not be towed or anything like that, um, but definitely be, uh, the traffic's going to be an issue, but we're going to have so much fun. Come on out, bring the kids bring chairs um you can park anywhere we're gonna have candy music it's gonna be such a good time to honor our local veterans and support those veterans here in flagler county all right so you're gonna stage it around lake lucille right yeah we're staging at lake lucille we've got a lot of side streets we're utilizing um and then we're gonna come up from lake lucille and head east towards the government services building it is less than a mile long um but it's going to be a great time. And Congressman Waltz is going to be our grand marshal. And then also we want to remind everyone to head to the government services building after the parade for the ceremony at the government services building that happens every year. And it's going to be just like normal. And Woody's barbecue is actually providing lunch for all of our veterans at the government services building. All right. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. That's great yeah. community. So let's give uh, Lacey a round yeah. of applause. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. My pleasure, my pleasure. Oh, yeah, we're also going to be broadcasting it on WNZF. Yes, yes Kirk right. and I will be there. I will be on WNZF and doing a little bit of live, you know, what's going on and hopefully get everybody to come on out. There'll still be time to get down there. You can take US-1 to still, you know, get to those side streets and park and come watch the parade. All and right. there is handicap parking um, at any of the businesses. So, you know, we, I've had a few phone calls with some veterans. We want to make it as a common, you know, accommodate them as much as possible to help them get to that parade. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate yeah. what you do we, we love your show by the way Lacey. <laughs> yeah yeah you do a lot of things i do a lot of things <laughs> all right well good to have you there all right Thank so you. all right jay help me uh, wrap this up here with the um well yeah so first of all why don't we just very briefly talk about a couple of things that are coming up i'm gonna turn the microphone over here to nancy for just a moment and then i'll mention something as well i'd like okay. to mention something we've got too perfect um yeah first of all i'd like to mention that the turtle trail is still going strong the turtle trail the public art campaign will be going on under the leadership of the Flagler County Cultural Council. We have 21 turtles on the trail throughout the county and one in the spring coming up by TD Bank that's moving to town and three more in the coming year. So we're gonna have quite a little trail and it's really popular among the visitors. The other thing is this Sunday, um, we are having an arts and crafts festival in town center in Central Park from 11 to three. We have over 40 vendors, I think, coming. So come out and, and support the local artists. All right, awesome. very good. And Jerry? Jerry Berry. We are um, very fortunate, of course, to, to be present with all of you in this room. We uh, thank you again to the FITS, to CRT. Um, Want to say thank you to Flagler County Schools who've opened their doors um, where we can host um, some of our season, if not all, at Matanzas High School. Um, also, Bunnell Elementary, which is actually where I work, is willing to host um, the Penguin Project, which is our theater for students with disabilities. So very blessed to have that. We actually have a fundraiser at Woody's Barbecue on Tuesday, November 14th at 6.30. Um, we will be discussing um, the status of where we're at, our plans, tentative plans, all of those good things, and um, 
having, of course, donations to help us rebuild because that's going to be a very onerous task, but that's the plan. All right. Well, very good. Well, God love you for, uh, you know, keeping the, the show must go on. Absolutely. Attitude. Absolutely. And, uh, and I think as David said, I you guys are definitely going to come back stronger than ever, and we look forward to supporting you and helping you out there. Also wanted to mention that in terms of that PCAF stage, next Friday evening is the Josh Cruz, the big Josh Cruz writing event at that PCAF stage. I believe they're expecting 200 or more people there. So come on out to that if you're interested. Yeah. Check that out. Find out what that stage is all about. And this is going to be a great event. And then also, just a, a general comment. I mean, you've heard from some very talented people here today. It's important that we understand that the quality of life that we all enjoy and that we all appreciate right here in Flagler County, so much of that quality of life is the result of the arts, history, and culture that is right here. So appreciate it. Get involved. Come to see shows. Go to art galleries. Support local artists. Go check out the incredible history that we have here. And for all of you that are listening right now, if you'd like to, to check out the Flagler County Cultural Council. Find out what they're doing. Possibly become a member. All you need to do is visit our website that we just recently launched, and that is FlaglerArtsAndCulture.org. FlaglerArtsAndCulture.org. All right. Well, thank you for helping make it easier. John Sporvon, you get some final comments here? Well, well, come to City Repertory Theater at City Marketplace, December 1, 2, 3, 8, 9, 10. And December 8, 9, and 10, all of the proceeds from that particular holiday performance are going to Flagler Playhouse uh, so that to help initiate this drive to, to create money. Flag, right. So come CRT holiday program. All right. Come help. Thank you, John. Thank you, you, John. And by the Thank way, you, you so are much. a pretty good golfer, so I didn't mean to uh, uh, spread I'm shooting my age regularly <laughs> these days, sir. <laughs> Amelia Fulmer. All I'm going to say is go to FlaglerEntertainment.com and look at our season, and we will see you at the Fitz. All right, very good. Brian McMillan, best co-host in the world. Final comments from you. Well, yeah, just I, I just thank everybody for what you're doing to create these kind of opportunities, um, and I hope that we can take take advantage of them. It's you know the Playhouse, um, you know having the fire and everything. It kind of Hopefully it brings more attention to what we're doing, what everybody's doing, and we can all kind of unite behind the arts. So. Very good. All right. Thanks to all of you and all the people that you Thank work you. with for making this a great arts community. We appreciate it and love being here. Take care. See you at the parade tomorrow. See you. Serving Flagler County for over a decade. WNZF, 1550 AM, 94.9 FM, and W235CW Bunnell.